Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 55. Hey, this is Mark Asquith from Excellence Expected. And if you want to become even better with your relationships, then you should be listening to Build Your Network with my good friend, Mr. Travis Chapel. And do not forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first... If you're listening to this, then there's a good chance that you're serious about building your network. If that's you, and only if you're serious, you should definitely check out my Facebook group, Build Your Network Beta. If you want more personal engagement, proven connection strategies and tactics, and some awesome giveaways like shopping sprees, Beats headphones, etc., etc., then head on over to byn.media forward slash FB to join the group, or you can search Facebook groups for Build Your Network Beta and join there. And once you do, please be sure to introduce yourself and say what's up, and I will catch you there. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Mark 
Asquith. Mark is a serial entrepreneur who has built globally successful design, marketing, software, and digital businesses since he quit his real job in 2005. A passionate podcaster, global keynote speaker, and helpful bloke, Mark is the co-founder of Podcast Websites and the creator of Excellence Expected. And he also has a terribly embarrassing beard. Mark, thanks so much for coming on the show today, brother. Don't be ashamed of your beard, man. Just wear it loud and proud. Oh, there's nothing loud or proud about it, dude. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. I'm looking at a great picture of you right now on my Skype window, and I think it looks excellent. I think the the goatee and mustache part's coming in really well, so it just kind of looks like the beard part is just like, oh, I forgot to shave today, so. Yeah, the beard's not very good. I'm like that guy that just gets a goatee. It's fine. I can handle that one. I'm like an evil Spock. It's all right, though. (laughs) An evil Spock. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man uh, so mark thanks for coming on the show man i know that we tried to make this happen a couple weeks ago and it was the first time ever i published my 50th episode today of the show and for the first time ever with you mark i did not hit the record button we're like 20 minutes into a fantastic conversation i realized <laughs> that i did not hit the record button so thanks so much for rescheduling man why don't you go ahead and fill in a couple of the gaps from that intro and then tell us a little bit more about yourself yeah, definitely. I'm I, I'm just a perennial geek. I'm just always geeking out on everything and building things that other people geek out about. So primarily, I, I do two things now. I mean, I've, I've done all sorts in the past. You know, I've, I've been an agency owner for a decade and just recently closed that down. Used to own a design and digital agency. I've been in the startup world, been involved in a number of startups and just enjoy ideas, you know. And, and right now I'm, I'm leading up podcast websites with Kieran and, and John Lee Dumas, who, who you know. That's our little baby to help podcasters become successful. You know, ultimately, that's our passion for that one. And then my own brand, Excellence Expected, it's essentially to help people who are in the service industries. You know, those kind of burnt out accountants and the burnt out solicitors and the burnt out designers and mm. everyone that's selling time for money. It's yeah. helping them productize their knowledge and say, do you know what? we can do things a little differently. So that's what I do with Excellence Expected, which is kind of nice. So they're my two focuses at the minute. It's it's something that I enjoy doing, and we have a little bit of fun doing it as well. So uh, have you always been a geek, Mark? Yeah, I have. <laughs> no doubt. So, so doesn't t- matter what it is. Yeah, take us back to high school and stuff. How was that? Mm, I was just like the great kid at high school. You know, and I was, I was never... The popular kid, I was always just a, like the nondescript kid that played in the brass band and the jazz band. And then, you know, I was that guy that was, you know, I don't think I discovered girls until I was about 29. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, I was that guy. So, uh, yeah, I, I've just always been that geeky kid. You know, yeah. I'd much rather than being out drinking and, right. you know, yeah. whatever, at age 14, I was the one that was reading the books and all that kind of stuff. So, I've, yeah, I've, I've always been that guy. And in the bio, we talked a little bit about how you've been running these businesses since 2005 when you quit your quote-unquote real job. Can you talk to us about what you were doing at your real job and what made you want to make the switch? And then how did you make that transition? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, you know, I was typical corporate. I was doing the corporate stuff. I was working for a pensions admin company when I was 19 or 18, in fact. got my first job at a pensions admin company. And it was crap. It was awful. I hated it. I was earning what I thought was all right money at the time. Good team of people around me, enjoyed that, enjoyed the social element of it. But it was just boring, you know, and, and, and every every corporate job I've ever had, I've left before I got sacked because my motivation waned and I'd drop off and I'd just end up doing next to nothing in that job because it wasn't fulfilling me. So I got out of corporate in 2005, March 2005. I seemed to make these big decisions just before my birthdays. I got my first job 
in corporate just before my 18th birthday and I got my last job in corporate before my 23rd birthday and quit on the same day. I got a new <laughs> corporate job. Yeah, it was, it was silly. I got a, it, was, it was weird because I got, got this new corporate job and I'd moved from a, a city called Sheffield in the UK to a city called Leeds in the UK and I'd upgraded my salary by about two grand a year and I was like, this is awesome. I've got a pay rise. And I was like, wait a sec. I turned up at this new job and it was the exact same shit as the, the day before at the old job. Mm. And I was like, like, wait a second. I've traded this lack of fulfillment and boring kind right. of, right. you know, this, this, just, just nothing that I liked. I've, I've just basically traded my soul for two grand a year extra. And I just left that day. I just quit. Mm. The um, same day that you showed up? Yeah. Wow. Uh, the guy called Graham. Yeah. He was like, what do you mean you're quitting? I was like, look, man, I'm done. I'm out. I can't deal with this anymore. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. When you got the job, were you was there like a level of excitement? Like, finally, I'm moving on and I can do this other thing now. Yeah, exactly that. Because I'd assumed that they would <laughs> they would give me something different. Yeah. You yeah. know, they would fulfill me a little different and they didn't. You know, they were just, oh, here's here's another task, which is exactly the same as the one that you did at your old job. And I was like, really? Right. I just cannot do it. And at that point, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I'd left corporate. I wasn't earning too much, you know, maybe 20 grand a year at age 22, 23. Mm. I worked with my dad, who was an electrician, for a couple of months. And that taught me freedom, this idea that he could be where he wanted when he wanted and earn the money that he wanted when he wanted to do it and, and, and always enjoy what he was doing. That was a big education for me, that. Right. And funnily enough, that was in March. In May of that year, 2005, I blagged my way because I used to do a little bit of digital training at my old corporate job. I used to train people on the systems there and do a bit of systems analysis and all that geeky stuff. I blagged my way into a, a contract, a freelance contract for 
the National Health Service here in the UK. Okay. And suddenly went from earning 20 grand a year as a permanent employee to being a contractor to the National Health Service. So still corporate, but I was contracting freelance and jumped up to earning like 130K a year within two months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is good. I'll just <laughs> do this forever because, look, I've got all this money. And then I did that for, I don't know, I did that for a couple of years. And, you know, there were times I was earning 200K a year at, at 24. And I was like, wow. oh, yeah. But it was boring. Right. It right. Was, honestly, it was dull, man. So I quit that as well. And Because <laughs> what was the point? It was just money. I was still turning up and reporting to someone. And I realized what the problem was. The problem wasn't the money. The problem was the lack of control and the lack of fulfillment. Hmm. doesn't matter how much money I earned doing that. Someone would always tell me where I needed to be and when. Do you think that that's, do you think that's something that you were born with? Or do you think that's something that changed in you over time? Because... Obviously, that's not the case for most people. You know, most people, you put them in a job, they're making 200 grand a year, and they will stay there for the next 55 years, you know, like, and they'll be happy to do that. And even though they may not like the work or the environment or any of that, they'll still just buck up and do it because that's just what they feel like they should do. Do you think that that's just something that you were born with was just this like, uh, that I just can't do it? Or do you think it was like something that you learned over time i can actually pinpoint when i start to feel like that in my life i can pinpoint it to a day to actually to a, an hour to an event and it was if anyone that's seen me speak or anyone that's listened to episodes one through six of my podcast the seven minute mentor will, will know this story but it was a hot dog that did it for me the event of purchasing a hot dog <laughs> mm. yeah, it's a weird one so i was i was just cast your mind back go back in time remember what it was like in 1991 we were all wearing, wearing shell suits you know, hair was a little bit big. I was actually not in existence at that point, so I can't, I can't quite remember that. You will not point. remember that. You <laughs> yeah. will not remember that then, man. But hair was big. I'll Music take your word for questionable. it, though. Yeah, do, do, do. Like you said, hair was big. Music was questionable. Clothes were a little dodgy. And <laughs> I was at my last ever school disco at primary school before I went up to high school. And I was, like I said, I was always this great kid and I was always this guy that was like a little bit on the fringes. I had this really core group of friends, maybe three or four decent friends, some of which I still speak to today and still class as extremely close friends. And around that time, around age 10 or 11, I obviously started to notice that females existed of my own age. And I was like, why am I liking these things, these <laughs> other things that yeah. right up until now I'd thought were just these awful weird things that you weren't allowed to talk to. So I went to this school disco and I turned up at this school disco. I didn't have really too much in mind for this disco. I was just going to go there and, and, and just enjoy it. Now, I turned up at this school disco, and we, we'd been there an hour. Everything was going fine. There was one girl called Kirsty that I used to really like. And for some reason, a bit of serendipity, we were in this line for a hot dog, and there was my friends, then me, and then her friends. And right at the front of her friend's line was her, uh -huh. was Kirsty. She stood next to me. I was like, How, how's this worked? This is, I like this. <laughs> so we're all queuing up, going for this hot dog. Gets to my turn, and the lady behind the counter says, okay, what would you like? I said, I can have a hot dog, please. She gave me the hot dog and asked for 50 pence, half of a pound, 50 pence in return. And I didn't have it. I had no money because I come from a really poor family. We didn't have the ability to give me that cash to go to this event, to this disco. And I didn't even realize that it would be just a paid-for thing. Right. So in front of literally everyone, including the girl that I really wanted to impress, I had to give the hot dog back. And at that point, I was humiliated, I was embarrassed, I wanted the world to just swallow me up. I never wanted to leave the house again, I didn't want to know anyone, I was done. And that is the second, that is the moment, 
that put me onto that control path hmm. because I thought, well, wait a second, the reason I feel like this is because I didn't have the money for this thing. Mm-hmm. But actually, the real reason is that that person controlled whether or not I could have that thing. Right. Ergo, that person controlled how I appeared to everyone. Ergo, that person controlled how I felt. Right, right. And that feeling has spurred me on ever since. That is why I don't let anyone else control anything in terms of where I need to be. Mm. I will always drive myself to do more. And that's why when I was earning the 120, the 150, 180, 200K a year at age 24, 25, that's why I quit and set yeah. a design agency up. Because doesn't matter the amount of money. I still felt like I did when I was 10 years old handing the hot dog back. Someone told me what I could and couldn't do and when I could and couldn't do it. And I was like, nah, this is, I'm done. <laughs> this, you know, this is not that great an amount of money. 200 grand, could I earn that myself? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know how, but right. we'll try it. And that's where that problem with authority came from. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That is kind of similar to the way that I look at it as well was I've worked a nine to five for a total of like five weeks in my entire life and it was the worst five weeks ever (laughs) and just like you said though it it was just when i realized that people just they tried to control everything that i did and i was even in a sales role where like i was overproducing so it shouldn't have mattered all the other like to me it just didn't make sense i was like look i'm producing i'm doing what i'm supposed to do like why does it matter like the little things that happened in the store or whatever i remember this one lady that i didn't even work for so I was working for a solar company generating leads for them inside of another retail store. And I had to do it because I had to get a salary because I had, we were trying to buy a house when I was like 2021 and I didn't have enough hundred percent commission years of earnings for the bank to look at it and be like, yeah, you deserve to buy this house. So I had to get a salary. So the bank would allow me to qualify for a home loan. So I took this transfer and I was working at this job and I hated it. And I remember this one, this, I was sitting down, which I didn't know I couldn't do because nobody ever told me, but some lady that I didn't even work with that worked for the store that I stood in literally wrote an email and took a picture of me sitting, wrote an email to like the district manager of like 25 different stores. And then she got onto my supervisor for allowing me to sit. And then he calls me and was like, dude, why are you sitting? And I was like my feet hurt? I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Why am I sitting? Like, why is that even a big deal at all? Who cares? I'm producing, I'm making the company money. What's the big deal, man. Those five weeks just reminded me of how much like, well, this is why I don't do this. So like two days after we closed escrow on that house, I was like, yep, I'm done. I'm, I'm out of here. And I, I quit like right at that moment. So control, I think is the ability to control what the outcome is in your life, what the feelings that you have is so undervalued. I think a lot of times, Mark, we're going to switch the conversation and talk a little bit more about networking specifically, since this is the Build Your Network podcast, where we try to focus on helping people build relationships. And I know that you have a fantastic circle of people. So I'm going to go ahead and start off the conversation with this question. Do you believe that what you know, or who you know, is more important and why? I believe it's how you interact with people. So I I believe both of those are equally important. The what you know will never go anywhere unless you treat everyone who you do know with respect and build the network out where you help each other up. You know, it's like hands on a ladder. You're one hand, everyone else is the other hand. You've got to help each other up. Having said that, the people that you know, frankly, you can't help them and they don't they would do not have the ability to help you if you are not good at what you do know. 
So you've mm. got to have both. A lot of people, especially in the online space, will come in and think, you know what, I'm just going to get all these people on my podcast. I'm going to get Ducker on there. I'm going to get Pat on there. I'm going to get JLD. I'm going to get all these guys on there. And that's going to accelerate everything. Mm. No, it's not. You've got to just be good at what you do and find your own people. I truly believe you've got to toe the line between both of those. And each one is just as important. Can you tell us about a time in your career, your life, Mark, where you think that a connection with a particular person led you to a moment of success? Oh, the biggest option there is myself and JLD at podcast websites. Mm. I was already running a very successful design agency here in the UK and excellent expected. My own brand was doing well. It was growing. It was, it was still very new at the point. But when you say design agency, is you talking about like graphic design or web design mm. or both or everything or what? Yeah, we used to do web, we used to do brand, we used to do okay. uh, user experience and marketing comms. Yeah, we, we were sort of a full service in the agency. Gotcha. But at that time, I launched my own podcast. And after being on Entrepreneur on Fire, you know, I spoke to John and said, listen, man, got a bit of an idea. Don't know if it's going to stick or not. Why don't you and I, we'll chuck in, you, myself and Kieran, we'll go joint venture, full partnership on this. Mm-hmm. And we'll trial it. We'll trial it by doing a webinar. We'll trial it and see if it sticks. And if it does, you know, we'll sell the thing and we'll yeah. build the thing. And we'll turn it into a business. If not, no harm done. We've tried it and we didn't lose any money. And we did. And it worked. And now it employs 10 people across the world. And it's my full-time project. And John and I talk on it as often as you'd as you'd expect. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it would become very good friends because of it. So that's definitely, definitely the biggest version of that. But there's also, you know, there's speaking at Upreneur Summit. You know, Chris Ducker chose me to speak at his inaugural summit. You know, there's so many examples of things like that. But I think that John's partnership and mine is, is probably the best example. Yeah, yeah. And with that being said, with... Connecting with people, building relationships with other people, with that being so important and crucial, why do you think, Mark, that so many people just don't do it? Because it's hard. It's hard. It's not easy to think to yourself, you know, in two years' time, I might do this thing because this person's helped me do it. For example, let's say you want to be on Youpreneur FM with Chris Ducker. You ain't getting on that show. You are not getting on that show unless you know Chris well and you can prove what you know. Yeah. You are not getting on that show. So people will be like, well, okay, I'm going to send an email. I get it every day. Can I be on your podcast to promote my book? And I'm like, well, hang about. If you liked my podcast that much, which is what you've told me in the email, you'd know that I didn't do interviews. So how the hell am I going to interview you? <laughs> Honestly, man, twice a day, twice a day. Oh, man. That's the thing with Chris. You know, you, you want to be on Upreneur FM. You've got to know the guy and you've got to show that you can help his audience. Mm. But if you were to say that to someone, okay, you want to promote your book. You want to be on as many podcasts as you can. I want you to go and build a relationship with Chris or with Mark or with John or with whoever. And in two years, you will be on their podcast. They'll be like, now, nah, strike them off the list. I just want to do as many as possible. And it's because it's bloody hard. Right. That's why people don't do it. And because most people are lazy. You know, there's no point being around the bush. Most people are lazy. Yeah. They are. They're just, all they want is quick wins. And we've been, you know, we're being sold quick wins by every book that you see. So true. Right. Right. And it's rubbish. You know, I didn't make my first dime. Yeah. Honestly, it really is. It's debilitating. And I didn't make my first dime from Excellence Expected for exactly two years, almost Mm. to the day. Wow. For two years. I could have done. I turned down sponsorships. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason that I didn't was because they didn't fit. Right. And I wanted to wait until the right thing fit. And then sure enough, it, you know, it did. So people don't want to put the time in. That's why they don't focus on relationships because, mm. because we're all a little bit lazy. We all want that new Atkins diet that's going to trim us down to 2% body fat and make us look like Rambo in two weeks. You know, we right. all want that instead of, instead of turning up at the gym 5 a.m. every morning and grinding it out for 90 minutes. We all want the cheat sheet, right. which 
doesn't happen. So true. So true. Would you say that you are an introvert or an extrovert, Mark? Introvert, massively. Okay. For somebody out there listening that's like, you know what? I am a little bit lazy and that's my fault and I need to work more on that. But I'm also like an introvert and it just scares me. And like, so it it scares me. And so I just use my laziness as an excuse. What would you say to somebody like that being an introvert yourself? Honestly, everyone will support you. You've just got to be decent. You've just got to be decent. Treat everyone the same. Like, it doesn't matter who I'm talking to, whether it's you, whether it's my mum, whether it's the CEO of some giant multinational corporate. Like, you are all people to me. You're all friends. You're all people that I'll treat with the exact same respect. No one gets different treatment from me at all. I swear a little bit. I'm English. I'll wear my baseball cap to a meeting. I do not honestly do not care who you are. You will all get the same. You'll get the same level of high respect and friendship. And... I think that's where a lot of people tend to go wrong is that they'll treat other people differently. So if you are introverted or if you're a little bit lazy, they'll be like, oh, okay, this person's got a brand. They've got a massive following online. So they get the proper attention. And I can't be bothered with this guy who's only got 500 people following on Twitter. Hmm. You know, why? You don't know who that person knows. You don't know what they're struggling with. You don't know how you can help each other. They might be your next best business partner. They might be the person that you've always needed but never known you've needed. Right. And right. you know, you might strike up. Or they up could be one... best friends with the person that you've always needed. <laughs> that exactly. You know, yeah. Do you know what? I actually avoided saying that. I agree. Yes, with that. But I avoided saying that because I think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people think, well, do you know what? I'm going to speak to that guy because I know they've been to that event with this person. Mm, um, but right, right, what right. then tends to happen? Yeah, you have a hidden agenda when you're talking to the friend to try to get to the person you really want to talk to. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and right. you get to it too quickly because the right way that that should work is that, you know, someone comes to me and they say, can I have an intro to X? I'll be like, oh, really? Like, we've just met. <laughs> but if they said, you know what, I'm doing all this cool stuff, eventually I will go, holy crap, like this guy would be a really good fit for this person. Why don't I introduce you? And they go about it too quickly. It's back to that. They want results quickly. They're like, how oh, can you introduce me to whomever? And I'm, I'm just like, well, why? It's taken me years to build a friendship with this person. Why would I risk it on someone that I've never met or someone that I've just got to know? It's, right. it's, yeah, it's a little crazy. So you've got to treat, treat everyone as people. I wish we could keep talking about this for a long time, Mark. I know that you're on a tight schedule. So we're going to go ahead and switch into the random round, which is just a few quick, really random questions with some quick, random answers. You ready? Let's do this. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Do you know what? I'd love to be, having seen Justice League, the new film, I'd love to be a a comic, superhero comics, movie writer. Good Lord, I'd be amazing at it. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Probably my granddad, because I think he had a lot more stories that I didn't get from him. How do you like to learn best, books, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Depends on what it is. Technical stuff, videos, everything else, more passive stuff like podcasts or audiobooks. What is one of your favorite go-to podcasts? Do you know, right now I'm completely hooked on revisionist history. Hmm. I think it's amazing. Malcolm Gladwell, wonderful. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Get up, wonder why it's still dark because I live in England and go back to sleep. (laughs) Now, get up down as much water as I possibly can and try and do a little bit of reading. If not, it's an audio book and then just take it steady and try and do a bit of planning for the day and then come off to work. What is your go-to pump-up song? <laughs> You're going to love this one. Although I did find out that myself and JLD share this in common. It is St. Elmo's Fire by John Parr. <laughs> what are you not very good at? Uh, getting up in the morning. <laughs> what am I not, <laughs> what, not very good at? Probably delegating. Delegating. Mm-hmm. You like to do everything yourself. 
I'm just that guy. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just that guy. All right, as we get everything wrapped up here, Mark, what is one place online where we'll be able to find you the most? Mm, yeah, thank you for asking, man. And this is a real pleasure, honestly. I'm glad we got to finally chat. I do a free coaching session every single week that anyone can attend. So you can come along and get some group coaching. It's excellence-expected.com and then click on the free coaching tab. Excellence-expected.com and then click that free coaching tab tab and get some coaching from mark he is the man mark thanks so much for coming on the show today man thanks for rescheduling and putting in your schedule i know it's been hectic and crazy so i really appreciate you making some time to make it happen hey a pleasure man honestly you got a great show you're a great host so whatever you need give me a shout always that's all for this episode of build your network your next step is to visit byn.media slash fb to join in on our facebook group for more personal engagement proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals that's byn.media forward slash fb remember you're only one connection away this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.